Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, while supplies last, offer ends 831-20. Stay little chico, pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey, everyone. This is John Roker, the host of Collider Mailbag. Well, Sunday's edition, that's this episode of Collider Mailbag, is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans where you can binge the new and highly touted original series, Titans, or jump into the beloved yet bizarre Doom Patrol with new episodes dropping weekly. Also, check out the thousands of comics just added, including more recent titles and complete storylines. Join at DCUniverse.com. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Happy Sunday morning. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Collider Mailbag. Look, I thought for a Sunday, you know, you wake up, you're like a little tired, you run slow, you had a long week, you need a little bit of energy. I thought, well, Roka energy isn't enough. I had to bring another person onto the show as my guest. I'm very happy to bring on, for the first time on my uh, version of Collider Mailbag, the host, one of the hosts of Collider Heroes and a guy I thoroughly enjoy very much, Koi Jandrew. How are you? I tried to be coffee impersonated, so here I am. <laughs> Here's your morning caffeine. We got some zeal coming at you. Yeah. I love this show, man. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, you know, me too. And I'm glad 
glad you like. You know, I'm glad you picked the question that you picked. This is going to be a fun thing for us to talk yeah. about and go back and forth. I think there's some great questions. You guys are in for a fun show. As always, we always appreciate the questions you send to us. You can send it to us when we put the call out on social media on either Instagram or on Twitter. Look for that uh, call for Collider Mailbag questions. Put the hashtag Collider Mailbag to your question. Makes it easy for us to find. Also, if you want to email us, let's say you hate social media or you don't want to deal with it and you want to email us, you know, wake up at 3 a.m. and you're like, you know what? I've got a movie question I need to ask. Send it to us at mailbag at collider.com and I go through all these, pick out some questions. I picked about 20 for this particular episode. Koi picked five that he really, really liked and so we're excited to talk about them and uh, let's get to it. Let's do it. All right. All right. The first question comes from Twitter and it's at J Scott for real. For real. He asks, who is a comedic actor that you'd like to see take on more dramatic roles and vice versa? I'd like to see Jack Black and Leo DiCaprio spend a little time in each other's respective wheelhouses. Coy. I love this question because it's like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of changed trajectory from like, let it rain to like a dramatic actor. Right. And I love seeing how actors can reshape their narratives as their careers evolve. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of actors I think can play in the comedy wheelhouse that are doing a lot of drama. I'm going to start off with Sterling K. Brown. I think Sterling Great K. Brown choice. of This Is Us mm-hmm. is an incredible actor. I want to see him in more things. But I also think his timing, his perspective and his intelligence really could lend itself to comedy because yeah. it takes a lot of intelligence to land comedy and he's so smart and the characters he plays are so full of heart I'd like to see him play around with like more laughs okay. plus I just wanted the guy to have a break he's always crying I feel like that show's rough <laughs> it's an experience uh, also Ryan Gosling we saw him in the other guys in comedy he's dabbled in comedy mm-hmm. I'd love to see a straight on comedy he's done comedy in other elements but I want to see a pure like almost Judd Apatow comedy out of him and see yeah, what he yeah. does with it he's done more of the independent yeah. kind of vibe Lars kind of like and the Lars Lars and exactly that kind of stuff to see like half Nelson's funny and it's mm-hmm. darkness like I'd, it'd be good to break it up yeah uh, also in comedy Mark Strong and Idris Elba two oh, Guy Ritchie yeah. actors okay. they do comedy in that British intense hyper realism world but I'd kind of like to see Idris in a rom-com I'd yeah. like to see him once again let him breathe a little like yeah. let Idris Elba be a calm and then Mark Strong he's got this moment in rock and roll where he sings and then he has a look and then goes back to being Mark Strong and that one beat is one of the funniest bits in the movie yeah. and you don't see a lot of that out of Mark Strong he's always playing the middle distance stare guy be yeah. good to mix it up uh, Oscar Isaac we saw him briefly get to dabble in comedy in uh, the This Is Us creators right. uh, what was the movie he did the um, uh, something about life the 24 hour life movie yeah, life, yeah, itself. Yeah. life itself there was a moments of comedy but I want to see more and then finally from switching over the character actor trapped in a handsome man's body Brad Pitt is so handsome they don't let him play whenever he gets to play we love it snatch 12 monkeys yeah. I want to see Brad Pitt play so those are my comedy and then quickly Bill Burr for drama John Mulaney in a drama Amy Poehler in a drama and Rashida Jones in a drama mm, I would switch those choices. over they're all very dramatic actors yeah. in their comedy and they right. don't get a lot of like you know cry time that's so. a good point uh, well, with Mark Strong, we did have a, a terrible comedy with him and uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen where they played brothers. Oh, that right. was a terrible film, but you'd like him to be Retconned. in a good comedy. So yeah. I think that's a, that's a valid one to throw in there. Uh, on my side, for comedians who should do drama, I'd love to see a Kevin Hart kind of oh, drama, yeah. dramatic take. I think the guy has it within him. He does. He works so hard. He's got a lot of stuff for going on comedy-wise. And, of course, there's some per- stuff in his personal life that have been a bit dramatic over the last few years. be interesting to see him mine that into a film and I know The Impossibles that came out recently whatever yep. it was. The Upside has The Upside, yep. yeah, with, with Brian Cranston. But I would like to see him do another full-on drama that gets a little more attention. Ricky Gervais is another one that always walks that line mm-hmm. with anything he does. He always throws these dramatic, heartfelt moments uh, and sometimes brutally uh, heartfelt moments in his uh, pieces of comedy in his work that he has recently finished Afterlife. If you haven't watched Afterlife yeah. on Netflix, incredible episodes. 
maybe the best thing he's done since The Office, in my opinion, and it's, you should watch it, definitely. And you'll burn through it in a day. Amy Schumer's another one I think could do some good drama. We've seen her kind of come close down a couple of roles already in her comedy. And then Tiffany Haddish. I think Ooh. Tiffany Haddish, really number one for me of, all, of everyone I just named, I think she's got all the chops. I mean, she was homeless for a number of years. She fought through so many things to get here, and now she's so incredibly talented yeah. in so many different ways that it would be nice to see her maybe go back into a grittier film, exploring that a bit more. More. And be, her presence on screen is really strong. Yeah, it's really commanding. Yeah, so yeah. you could do very little and just command the screen. That's already a testament yep. to drama, like drama acting. I fully believe she will have an Oscar before it's all over. Yeah. I just have a feeling about her as an actress. Uh, on the dramatic side, I'd love to see Denzel do a comedy. Denzel <laughs> almost never does a comedy. Every interview he does, or you can find interviews he's done where he says, I, no, one sh- no one sends me comedy scripts, so I never do a comedy because they always ask him, why don't you do a comedy? And he said, because no one sends them to yeah. me. No one thinks I'm funny. And I think Denzel's actually really really funny because he has these little comic relief moments in every dramatic film he mm-hmm. does which i enjoy uh christian bale's another one that i would love to see what he would do in a straight-up comedy yeah how goofy or weird or strange can he go on the comedic side of things obviously vice had some comedy to it but like a full-on straight-up comedy like tom cruise tropic thunder like yeah. go all the yeah. way to, to mix it up i'd love that i'd yeah. love to see that it'd be fun to see him do that and john bernthal is another one mm. that i've never seen i don't think i've ever seen him do a comedy uh and i think he's been on sitcoms as like a, a, a guest star or whatever yeah. but a full-on film where john bernthal's in a comedy maybe even a rom-com as you mentioned earlier coy that would be fun to see because everyone sees him as this like you know the punisher and you know walking dead and even in fury he's got this kind of like uh, gruff exterior wouldn't it be fun to see him play a little more of a lighthearted fair. I feel like he's trapped as a mercenary. Like no matter yeah. what he's playing, there, yeah, he's true. always someone who has killed or will kill someone. He's got that John <laughs> Hamm thing where it's like he's so funny under here. Yeah. So it'd be good to see them mix it up. And a lot of these actors, I feel like they do want to play in the other wheelhouse. So oh, it's sure. just the opportunity. Like Denzel in those training day beats in any of his movies, mm-hmm. there's always moments of levity. So like just give him a break. Yeah. Like for me, it's just like Come let on. them play. <laughs> there we go. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa Automotive Battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa Automotive Battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last. Offer ends 831 Stay little chico, pit Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From negative to positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. This is John Roca, the host of Collider Mailbag. Today's edition, that's the Sunday edition of Collider Mailbag. It is brought to you by... DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly touted Titans, or jump into Doom Patrol, DC's most beloved team of super freaky superheroes, featuring an incredible cast of Joyvin Wade, Diane Guerrero, April Balby, Alan Tudyk, Matt Bomber, and Brendan Fraser, with new episodes dropping weekly. Or get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles just added to an already impressive comic library. This includes more recent titles and complete storylines 
like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011, and Harley Quinn 2013. Also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love, like Batman, Batman Returns, and the original Superman movie. If animated films are more your speed, join now, because the new Justice League vs. The Fatal Five is coming soon. DC Universe is available on all your favorite devices, so if you were thinking about it before, now is definitely the time. Join and get a year's worth of DC content at DCUniverse.com. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 all right, what do we got next? Go All right, so our next question is going to be from uh, Abmythwee, A-B-M-Y-T-H-W-W-E asks, what are your favorite blooper reels? Love this question. My first personal favorite is X-Men Days of Future Past. The two major highlights being Halle Berry screaming with joy after kissing Hugh Jackman <laughs> and Jennifer Lawrence being her usually fun, goofy self. Hashtag Marvel, hashtag X-Men. I love this question. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, let me. Uh, I'll say Rush Hour. If you haven't seen the the uh, blooper reel for Rush Hour, Jackie Chan always has blooper reels. Yeah. But with Chris Tucker, it's co- there's a lot of comedy. With a lot of his other blooper reels, it's all about him messing up the stunts and the <laughs> right. actions. But this is a good combo of comedy and the stunt stuff. The Bridesmaids blooper reel is hilarious. Super bad is funny. Anchorman has got a great blooper reel. If you because you want to hear more about with uh, Christina Applegate and Will Ferrell, there's more back and forth about the jokes they're doing when the credits are rolling and you can barely hear them. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And this is forty quietly has one of the best <laughs> blooper reels ever. Melissa McCarthy is incredible in that office scene uh, with I think Paul Rudd and uh, I, uh, I forget her name, the uh, Judd Apatow's uh, oh Amy Leslie, Mann, uh, Leslie, Leslie Mann, Mann. Yeah, sorry yeah. Leslie Mann, yeah, in the in there when they're talking about the issue that their kids are having at school really just if you haven't seen that blue reel it's incredible we have so many of the same ones no uh, so deadpool is my number one because oh, obviously yeah. it's it's a sensationalized world so to see them like breaking character when they're already breaking the fourth walls like an extra layer of meta which i yeah, like yeah and being in a super suit and making <laughs> jokes it's always a win uh and then parks and rec i am mm. a huge fan of the parks and rec side sure. of the world and all their stuff like you've got that many hilarious people there's going to be a, an entire show they could recut of, of yeah. that alternate takes uh, i wrote anything jackie chan parentheses rush hour uh because of the same reason all of his bloopers and stunts are great but then rush hour up the stakes by adding the brilliant chris tucker yeah uh, i also have kiss kiss bang bang which oh, has a, that's a, it's great a great blooper reel oh like, yeah val kilmer literally just yelling in character <laughs> at shane black and shane black on the walkie and a bunch of car scenes is great robert downey jr playing with val kilmer the the entire dynamic of that set felt so fun and the show the movie is one of the best noir comedies ever yes. so it's a beautiful comedy in itself and then to see the levity on set that gag reel is near perfect mm-hmm. uh fight club has a great gag Oh, yeah. Um, the Ed Norton oh, God, Brad Pitt dynamic one, yeah. is really strong. And then David Fincher's a really funny guy, but nobody sees it because his mm-hmm. movies are like murder, murder, murder. So I really like the Fight Club one. And you actually learn a lot about filmmaking if you watch the Fight Club gag reel behind the scenes and the audio commentaries. Mm-hmm. You'll learn what making a movie is because this was 1999. The tech in that movie is amazing. And it was a movie that, like, the budget was 
the movie's really expensive, yeah. but it's also based on a book and it's that kind of subject matter. So they had yeah. to get creative. Uh, and then I've also got Superbad, and then I have Anchorman 1 and 2 for much the same reasons. There's yeah. a reason they made an Anchorman 1 and a half and an Anchorman 2. And <laughs> yeah, half. true. They true. had a lot of extra. So if you've never <laughs> seen those gag reels, they shaped the movie in a totally different way. No, it's a great point you bring up about Fight Club. I'd forgotten about that, that uh, blooper reel. So funny because this morning I was, uh, you know, when I woke up, I always flip on the computer to start reading articles, and I was reading this great breakdown of Fight Club on The Ringer, oh, where yeah. they interview the producers, interview you, uh, Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote it, interview uh, uh, Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, and Fincher. Yeah. And it's a great breakdown because they're breaking down the, the year in movies in 1999. It's best year. And so if you get a chance and you love that movie, read the article. It's incredible. They did a one, two or three weeks ago on, I think, uh, Hollywood Reporter uh, or Vanity Fair on Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, oh. which is a fantastic breakdown as well. So if you're a, fan, a mad film uh, fan of those two films, read those articles. All right, let's move on to our third one. It's an email from Christopher Roper. Uh, he writes, hello, John. I was watching the one episode you and Scott Mance were doing and really enjoyed it. Your answers to the one question on Scorsese directing a Batman and Spielberg directing a Superman movie was excellent. Do you think if WB had taken that outlook on developing their DC Universe connectivity that it would have been a better start with uh, which other directors could have been able to match a Scorsese and Spielberg version? Thank you and keep up the good work. So this is a tricky two-parter. It really is. Uh, the opening question about connectivity, I actually think that what DC is doing now is yeah. the way to go. Yes, I, I'm really enjoying, They found their groove, right. and Shazam is fantastic. Aquaman has a huge audience. I, some people like, some don't. Mm. Uh, but what I think is really important is the stakes in Justice League and the world of the Justice League and the world of DC, they're literal deities. They're yeah, gods. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to make a connected universe when the stakes are so high. How do you escalate beyond Superman? How do you escalate beyond Shazam? So I kind of like their separate worlds, and because of that, we get things like the Joker. We get Elseworlds. There is always the fun of seeing your favorite hero pop in another movie, and that cannot be discounted. (laughs) But there's also the realism of putting uh, Themyscira with Metropolis and Gotham, and I kind of like the separate, personally. So I think that's definitely an option. I think going forward, maybe long-term, we could get a connected universe. But for now, I'm really enjoying just living in a movie for two hours, walking out and going, that felt complete. Like, (laughs) I don't have to worry about tying it in. Like, that's a whole movie. Right. So I really dug that and then I got a few of these so I'm going to rattle them off uh, other directors I would love to see a Fincher detective Batman yeah. movie uh, we're going to do the fight club tangent but the man if you've never seen Manhunter if you've never seen his his earlier work with the game like Fincher I, Zodiac like he, the man mm-hmm. makes a, a mind movie and to see Batman get to use his mind instead of his fists I'd like to see both mm-hmm. uh, I also think he can make a hell of a Martian Manhunter movie yeah oh absolutely I'd love to see Fincher handle yep. that character a lot uh, of drama got, in that right and the, the character is such a different origin I think Fincher can handle the nuance mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Bigelow for Green Arrow. Good choice. Uh, I think Catherine Bigelow could do a great Green Arrow where you have to make that visual work. And her directing action like is beautiful, yeah. so you need that to land so you feel like that's actually a guy shooting arrows. Uh, <laughs> and then Paul Thomas Anderson for Batman is my backup. I'd love to see an ensemble piece that makes Gotham almost the, the city as a oh character. Because the way he shapes cities is part of the movie. So like Magnolia is about a street. I'd love to see Gotham as a movie. Call it Gotham even if the show's been off for long enough. But PTA doing a movie about the heart of Gotham would be beautiful. I like that. Uh, we've got Denny Villeneuve with Taylor Sheridan writing a Batman movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, imagine a long-form Cape Crusader film about the adventure side of Batman. Mm-hmm. Taylor Sheridan with his twists, his turns, everything he's done is is next level, and his twists in the third act are always amazing. I can't imagine what he'd do with Batman. I got a lot of Batman. Uh, Spielberg with Superman. I don't know what the context was uh, for oh, the earlier stuff. Yeah, last week we were asked, Mance and I were asked, would you rather see a Spielberg-directed Superman movie oh. or a Martin Scorsese-directed Batman movie? That's a great question. And so he took the Spielberg side. I took 
took the Scorsese. That's a that great a question. question, which sparked this question here. So I apparently accidentally joined the Spielberg side. <laughs> That's good. I was like, I'd love to see that. Uh, Wachowski, Batman Beyond. Oh, uh, okay. Imagine the Speed Racer vibe and their, you know, love it or hate it, their other movies post-Matrix, mm-hmm. or the Matrix vibe, but Terry McGinnis and that world they'd make, I'd love to see that. Uh, Shane Black doing The Flash. I'd like to see yeah. Barry Allen, Wally West, Buddy Cop. And yeah. Shane Black, nobody writes Buddy Cops like Shane Black. Shane Black before Predator, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going to ignore yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. Happened. Uh, I've got J.J. or James Cameron doing a space opera Green Lantern. Okay. I think they both handle space well. Okay. Uh, Guillermo del Toro on Swamp Thing or Jonah Hex. Nice. I'd love to see the character design of Jonah Hex. I'd love okay. to see a Swamp Thing. Final two are Soderbergh on Justice League. No one builds an ensemble cast. And that has would be awesome. everyone captured. Like mm-hmm. an Ocean's Justice League. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, David Lynch on Sandman. Oh, good. Good yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. I went vertigo. Well, I, like I went all over the place. Hmm, interesting. All right. Uh, not quite as extensive as Coy's list, but <laughs> I certainly started with David Fincher. That's my number one guy. I like a Darren Aronofsky. I'd love to give Darren Aronofsky some shot at maybe even a Martian Manhunter, if mm. you want, or a darker, more grittier Green Arrow. I mean, yeah. we saw what Stephen Amell could do with it in Arrow. It's not that, you know, I've got my nice little yellow beard. <laughs> this was a little darker, and I'd like to see something in that vein with Green Arrow because Green Arrow is like the Hawkeye and it's no yeah. just because they shoot but it's the same he's ridiculed a lot as well as much as Aquaman is in different ways and so I'd like to see that kind of come forward with a in the hands of a great director Sidney Lumet now I know Sidney Lumet's not a lot I don't think he's making films anymore but Sidney Lumet from the 70s imagine him mm. tackling at that level that Scorsese or uh, 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 Spielberg was doing imagine bringing him into the fold my big one is uh, Francis Ford Coppola at Justice League. Oh. For God's sakes. The world would explode. It would be probably two hours and 45 minutes long. It would be insane. He would probably mortgage his house. He would do all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit. And in the end, people would either love it insanely or hate it insanely. Either way, I would love to see Coppola tackle the Justice League in a cosmic space adventure, going up the apocalypse and dark side and all this kind of stuff. Kind of what Zach was talking about earlier this week. In the hands of Coppola, uh, at the level of Scorsese and Spielberg. And my last one I throw in here is uh, Spike Lee. I'd love to see Spike Lee have a shot at doing something with one of the heroes of color and seeing what he can do and create out of the Justice League, what he could expose within the Justice League, being like, hey, how come all these white people are in charge of this shit? I ain't get to say nothing. Like, hey, there's other things, there's other cultures, other people. You know, Chris Rock has that great joke where Superman never lands in the hood. He just flies over. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing that. You know, so it would be funny to see Spike. But the kind of playfully exposing this, the decades old stuff that, uh, within the superhero universe as a playful thing, not as a you know big indictment, but it would be fun to see it playful. And I think I should throw in Sofia Coppola. Mm. Sofia Coppola would be a fun director to, I think, you know, in the heritage of Francis Ford, but Sofia as well, uh, who's already made her own name as a great director. It'd be funny to see, it'd be interesting to see her take on a Black Canary film yeah. or even. Once Patty Jenkins puts it away, it would be interesting to see her take on the Wonder Woman mantle moving forward. She's really getting a nuance. I'd love to see her Supergirl. I'd love yeah, to see. Oh, yeah. That should be great for Supergirl. Because Supergirl well. could easily be written poorly. Like, yeah. she, like Superman is really hard to write because mm-hmm. of all the power. So I'd love to see Sofia Coppola, who writes, like, Lost in Translation, obviously, mm-hmm. is the one that comes to mind. But that nuance, that subtlety of character, I think she could really handle it. A Sofia, a Sofia Coppola Harley Quinn movie Ooh. would be fascinating yeah, as be well, amazing. I think. Yeah, yeah. And if you got Coppola, you could keep Brando as your else. So it's only, uh... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so on the cape. Yeah, all right. Let's go to the cat the whole time. Napa know how. 
at Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Hey, this is John Roca, the host of Collider Mailbag. Well, today's episode of Collider Mailbag, that's the Sunday episode of Collider Mailbag. It is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and stream the original series, Doom Patrol, with new episodes dropping weekly. For those not familiar with Doom Patrol, they're one of the most beloved and bizarre superhero crews out there, with each member having suffered a previous horrific injury that now gives them unique superpowers. They have united as a squad of super freaks to fight for a world that, ironically, wants nothing to do with them. The star-studded cast is led by Joyvin Wade as Cyborg, Diane Guerrero as Crazy Jane, April Balbay as Elastigirl, Alan Tudyk as Mr. Nobody, with Matt Bomber as Negative Man, and Brendan Fraser as Robot Man. Enjoy Doom Patrol as well as other original series, thousands of added comics, animated films, and classic DC movies on the ultimate DC platform, DC Universe. Available on all your favorite devices. Join today and get a year's worth of DC content at DCUniverse.com. Uh, so we've got Colin Martin writes via email. Hi, Collider Crew. What's your favorite blatant product placement in a movie? A real-world product, not a fake one. I thought of this question while watching Goldeneye. The tank chase in Russia and how Brosnan smashes through a Perrier truck. It's just hilarious on top of the tank chase. Perrier being a lot of the Bond films. Any favorite that stand out to you guys? Keep up the great work, Colin. Yeah, uh, hashtag you never walk alone. Respect Colin ah, as a Liverpool fan. Um, so, yeah, you look at this. Uh, he does this with Bond films all the time. Like they had a Heineken one, I think, in Skyfall. But the three that stand out for me is the IHOP in Man of Steel. As, <laughs> as an avid IHOP guy, I love going to IHOP, uh, the good ones, uh, and seeing him crash through an IHOP and tear that thing apart with Zod and his minions was uh, was a lot of fun. To, I don't think Zod, is Zod in that scene? I think it's just his minions. It's the minions. That yeah, makes the minions. girl in the yeah. yeah, the girl and the guy. They they have the battle in IHOP, which is great. I love that. The Twinkies in Zombieland, they yes. just really leaned into that. His like obsession with Twinkies and and that kind of jazz. And it makes and it works because like that's a symbol of what the of what his life was like before. I could go to the 7-Eleven and get a Twinkie. Yeah. I can't now because of the zombies. <laughs> so whenever I find them, they they're like rem- make me remember of a time before the zombies. Uh and I would put Mini Cooper in for Italian job. Oh, yeah. I mean that I mean the sales must have gone through the roof. For the Mini Cooper being focused, uh, being a focus in the Italian job, uh, that that's a those are some fun ones for me. I drive a Mini Cooper largely because of the Italian job. Yeah, there you go. Like, I literally am sitting here going, "That's a big part." Marky Mark, <laughs> you got me. I bought the thing. Here we are. Uh, so I've only got four. It didn't go as hard as I went in the directors. Okay. Uh, Corona and Fast and Furious. Oh uh, yeah. You yeah. can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona that yeah. sticks with you. And also they make a joke of it in seven or eight where he like literally pulls out a bucket of Corona after he offers them like a German beer and he's like, "I don't drink that." Oh, we know. Like I love that the Corona is such an in joke starting from the first one they yeah. have a corona in the opening scene this movie franchise started with dvd players being robbed and now they're going to space by 10 and corona has been there the whole way yep uh reese's pieces in et all right of uh m ms being the thing they sought and then reese's pieces being the thing they got and it arguably kept reese's pieces alive and mm-hmm. i can't eat a reese's without thinking of et's that totally worked uh starbucks and fight club uh in almost right. every frame of fight club starbucks is in there starbucks is referenced numerous times yeah. and the the java explosion scene where they roll the modern art into the coffee shop was supposed to be 
a Starbucks, but Starbucks was like, wait, we're paying you to have these. No, you're not going to destroy whatever. <laughs> so it always makes me laugh, like their line of like, no, no, you can make fun of it, but you can't destroy our building, right, like right. movie making. Uh, <laughs> and then Apple everything and Blade Trinity. Uh, Blade Trinity oh, is God. literally, remember that? Yeah. Like iTunes was barely a thing. Right. iPods were new. Headphones in. It's a commercial. The That's right. There's a three minute commercial in the middle yeah. of Blade Trinity yep. where she's like, I got to kick vampire butt, but first my playlist. Yeah. And like they're sitting in the back of the car. She's making a playlist on iTunes. <laughs> it's the most shameless. You could literally cut it out and put it on TV and it's just going to be on an Apple commercial. Yeah. So I just think it's, it's just beautifully shameless. It fits the tone of the movie because Wesley Snipes never takes the sunglasses off. It's just, <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. And there's another example of why that movie does not hit the mark because of that, those ridiculous. I was on Wesley Snipes' side all through that movie. And when I heard about the, uh, the production issues, I was with Wesley because they tried to make it a stupid comedy yeah. and tried to do, I guess, what Marvel did really well down the road, serious combined with humor. Uh, DC's now doing that as well, really well. They blew it with yeah. Blade Trinity, and I don't think they knew what they were and doing. And he liked the integrity of Blade. Like, he, yeah. he, that's the Those thing. Those first he two Blades were badass. I would have left post-it notes on my doors, too, and just yeah. like, you know, this isn't my... Th- but it got us Deadpool. It, yeah, right. It did. It did. Eventually, we got Deadpool. All right, let's move on to our last question. That's from uh, Twitter, and it's ohiojones at comcast.net. Uh, he asks, hey, Collider, you're going on a road trip to any fictional movie destination with your choice of three movie characters and one movie soundtrack to pass the time where are you going? Who are you taking? And what are you jamming to on the way? Have fun with it and stay sweaty. Cool. This is my favorite. I saved it for the I wanted this to be the last one because <laughs> this is a beautiful question. Yes. All right. So we're going to Valhalla. You can either want that to oh, be the Mad Max Valhalla nice. or Thor, Thor Valhalla. But we're okay. going to Valhalla. All right. And I am, of course, bringing Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. Neo. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool. Wow. And I am listening to the Top Gun soundtrack on loop. Because the Top Gun soundtrack is Kenny Loggins at his peak. You've got saxophone glory. All three of these characters appreciate the 80s. Neo might know who Bill and Ted are. He might be Keanu Reeves. We don't know. We can play with that. Hunter S. Thompson would mean whatever reality I wanted to be in, I could definitely tap into. Hunter in the car means that trunk is full of glory. Uh, And it also means Valhalla might be in my mind. I don't know. I could be in a park somewhere. (laughs) Who knows if Valhalla's real? Also, with Neo, everything might be in my mind. He's the one, but also Space time is relative. He's all powerful. And then, of course, with Deadpool, the fourth wall is shattered. Yeah. So we could actually be in a movie while this happens or not. So all of these characters are reality altering. All of these characters allow Valhalla to exist. And Top Gun being peak 80s mean the energy is up. We're experiencing a good time. The entire road trip is just next level. And uh, those, are, those are my guys. Those are great. You got Kenny Loggins. You got Cheap Trick. You got Tina Marie. You got so many great songs. And you got that weird song about playing with the boys that you guys could joke yeah. about for a good four minutes in that car. And Deadpool's going to make it weird. Definitely going to make it weird <laughs> and uncomfortable and certainly Neo won't be wanting to talk about it and Deadpool's going to want to mess with him. So that's a great deal. <laughs> I don't know if I can match that but I'm going to try here. Uh, on my end, I've got uh, Mark Watney from The Martian, Tony Stark Iron Man and The Bride uh, um, uh, uh, Uma Thurman in this. And the reason I picked Mark Watney is because whatever situation we get into, Watney's going to figure it out. Watney's going to figure it out. He's going to sign the shit out of it and Tony Stark's going to be great for comedy and getting us into places with his charm and whatever and the bride handles the business with herself as uh, 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 you know uh, with the swords and everything like that and her connections to the underground or people in the underground might get us into certain situations and we'll be jamming to the Boogie Nights soundtrack oh, nice a lot pick. of good a lot of good stuff on here uh, you look at this you got Sister Christian you got Afternoon Delight you got Jungle Fever brand new key nice Melanie song there 
Lonely Boy, Sexy Thing, You Sexy Thing from Hot Chocolate, uh, I Want to Be Free. There's so much here uh, in the uh, Boogie Night soundtrack, and we're all going to the Emerald City in the Wizard of Oz. That's where we're all going. We're going to, you know, on a road trip, we're going to find that Emerald City and figure it out. Uh, We're going to give the, uh, we're going to give Mark Watney back his home, Tony Stark back his heart, and the bride back (laughs) her innocence. That's what we're doing. We're going to do all of that. And me, who knows what we're going to give me back. But it's going to be a nice trip either way. So I thought those were a nice combo of people. Because last week we had a fun road trip conversation as well. Or two weeks ago. And I I wanted to bring Sandra Bullock. But this, for this crew, I had to bring uh, uh, the bride. Right, you're protected. You're yeah. safe. There's nothing's going to happen. Samurai to you. sword stuff alone. Yeah. And I also love that our soundtracks are weirdly similar and our destinations are weirdly similar, yeah. but our team is so different. So I like that it's like we're going to this emerald shaped, crazy, like a dreamland <laughs> while listening to 70s and 80s vibes, but our teams are such a, we're going on similar right. journeys with right. a very different team. Yeah. And each one will carry the conversation oh, yeah. as it goes along, but there's no need for all of us to be talking. Right. And that's and important. I like that. I and that like plays it. the soundtrack as well. Exactly. Because on road trip sometimes you just want to there are moments where you just want to be quiet and chill out listen to music and be with your own thoughts and i think that all of them could do that in their own way and both these soundtracks evolve like they, yes. they, they're slow there's fast you've lost that loving feeling in mind right the flying through the danger zone yeah. but you've also i almost went with the crow because the crow soundtrack oh, the crow's good but that's a very like ominous yeah. at a point the cure will be like we've been listening to the cure for 17 <laughs> hours so i think mixing it up with the variety of tones we both picked is yeah. the move nine inch nails the cure that's not you're going to be really depressed by yeah, it's a very dark that. journey we would not be going to valhalla <laughs> That's, that's Hades. Right. That's, that's a different right. trek. Exactly. That's right. That's going to the Hades. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's thank you so much for sending the questions that you sent in. This has been a fun episode of Mailbag, as I hoped it would be. I want to thank Koi Jandro for stopping by. Yeah, this Koi, is so much fun. Where can people find your stuff, man? Uh, so find me on Heroes every week. You can also find me at doing uh, Nerdist Junket, so I'm all over the internet there. Uh, I'm writing an article for Rogue Magazine. There's, I'm all over the internet, so hunt me down on Twitter and Instagram. i got a bunch of stuff coming out because superhero season is here. Yes. It is, it is at peak right now, and Avengers <laughs> Endgame isn't even out, so it's just going to get – it's crazy, guys. It's yeah. the best year ever. You find him at Koi Jandro. Follow him there. You can follow me at The Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And he's right. It's superhero season, so everybody get ready. I still got to see Shazam, goddammit. Uh, anyway, uh, listen, I want to thank everybody for taking the time. When you want to send the questions in, as I said at the beginning of the show, look for the call-outs when we put them on Twitter and on Instagram. Look for the Collider Mailbag uh, logo there, and you'll see the call-outs. And put hashtag Collider Mailbag on your questions so I can find a lot easier when I'm looking for them. And if you want to email, because you don't like social media, you can do it at mailbag at collider.com. Always pouring through those questions to pick out some good ones like we had today. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have yourself a great Saturday. Remember to like and share this video on your... Oh, I'm sorry. Have a great Sunday. Remember to like and share this video on your social media and subscribe to Collider for more videos just like this. We'll see you next week for two more episodes.